welcome to Put a Cork in It, where two friends talk about things you do and probably don't care about. I'm Monica. And I'm Austin. And we hope that listening to even one second of this podcast will make your day just a little bit better. So whether you're about to take a nice walk, driving on the highway, or you're simply just laying in your bed, come along and join us for the next few minutes on Put a Cork in It. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to Put a Cork in It. As always, your favorite host, Austin, giving the intro here. Everybody knows that, you know, sometimes pretty, pretty good at this thing. So, but we are back with something, you know, better than ever. I mean, and tail end of season three is going to be, it's going to be big, man. But, you know, I, I just, I couldn't not have the first thing that came out of my mouth just be throwing shit. You know, I just, I had to do it. You know, if if we weren't throwing shade, it wouldn't be a normal podcast and people would probably be disappointed. So let's let's never be nice to each other. It's not worth it. Well, we could be nice, but I'm just definitely just right when you think like I'm being too nice, there's just going to be a, another comment just loaded up, ready to go. Yeah, but if we really boil it down, like you are generally one of the nicest like males I've ever met. So you'll never... Oh. You'll never like get out of that category. Well, I appreciate those kind words. That and was- you know, per- I I think that's a wrap. I think we're good there. Yeah, that personally. made me feel a little like a little uncomfortable. <laughs> so I'm never gonna say something like that again. Well, um, it good thing it is literally being recorded and I will have that forever. So thank you very much. Great, great, great. Um, I do have to tell you something that came up that happened at work today. So it was kind of like the last 30 minutes of the day, which everyone knows. When 4.30 rolls around, it's like, what can I do to make it seem like I'm doing something, but like, actually, my mind is off, you know? So I decided to connect to our um, company speakers and play some of the Justice album, as one does. And this guy who literally started work today, like this was his first day. He goes, first of all, he has a lot of confidence for it being his first day. He goes, Mon, are you on the ox? And my body like had the chills and like the fact that someone knows that about me already and could pick that out I said maybe and then everyone just laughed like it was a very kumbaya moment with the office everyone knows my love for Justin and I, I just feel like I need to share that with you the fact that he called you mom on day one I mean I feel like you gotta earn that who I, is this guy thank you I felt the same way I'm like I feel like you need to pay your dues a bit like feel awkward at least for a week well, good thing that we have someone on the podcast who has paid their dues. And, you know, I think that's the best natural segue I've ever had to introduce wow. a guest. I'm, I'm shook right now. That was beautiful. And she literally had to mute herself because she was laughing, which we love. We love the authenticity. Uh, we have one of Mon's childhood friends. You know, before this call, I, I found out that they became friends at an all-girls birthday party on a trampoline. <laughs> You know, just take yourself back to those days. I mean, quite wholesome, I will say. Sure. But, Mon, I'll let you fully introduce our guest this week. Okay. I thought that the viewers would be hyped about our last guest, and they were, you know. We got a lot of views on the last podcast. Matt King was a treat. But this is just going to take the cake. So today, we have none other than She is Beauty, She is Grace, Megan Pottle on the cast today, coming at us from a three-hour time difference. So we are, we are blessed. We are so blessed. Meg, how are you doing? 
Good. Thank you for having me, Mon and Austin. Um, <laughs> it's great Let's to go. be here. <laughs> Thanks for accommodating my time zone this time around. But yeah, I'm excited. I've been waiting for this moment. I mean, if I'm being honest, the only reason that you haven't been on the podcast sooner is that I didn't want to deal with the time difference. And I'm aware that that's petty, but like, that's really only why. So I hope you, I hope that you don't take it to heart. No, I won't. I won't. I mean, now that we're all working adults, it's hard to fit these in our schedule with the three hour time difference. So completely understandable, but I'll remember that. Okay, but great. she will hold it against you. Right, right. Megan is like the most understanding friend. Like I feel like most of the time we have calls set up and I'm always the one who bails because I'm like, work was horrible. I'm on the phone all day for work. Like I, I, the most I can do right now is a voice memo. And every time Meg is like, I get it. Adulting's hard. If anybody can relate about adulting being hard, it is Megan. And I like, I mean, you've been in the adulting world a year less than me, but I feel like you are way more established in it than me. I mean, well, you had an interesting gap, I feel like, between your yeah. job now and what you were doing when you graduated school. Right. So now I just jumped right in corporate America and dealing with that, I completely get it because there's just some days you just want to be completely alone or you don't want to have to talk to people mm -hmm. and just want to call it a day at the end of the day so I get it but we made this long distance friendship work all these years with yeah. being out here so I think that's part of a an accomplishment which now Megan oh, oh, oh are you about to ask what I'm about to ask or are we about I to think we both were okay both I'm gonna were. I'm gonna let you do it because I'm kind of excited Megan you say out here you say three hour time difference I mean obviously those who know you know you're from you know the 513 obviously great old I believe mason ohio if, if i am correct in saying that uh, yeah <laughs> um drove through there this past week it's a great town um but you know obviously you're not there anymore so kind of give us a little insight into the life of meg and where you are now yeah so it started when i graduated good old william mason high school um but wow, so william <laughs> People forget about it. Um, so literally <laughs> me just forgot. <laughs> um, so I ventured out to San Diego for college, went to University of San Diego, probably one of the few people from Ohio that or from our high school, at least that went out to school in California. Yeah. And now since July, I have lived in San Francisco, moved up here for work. Um, which has been an adjustment. People would think, you know, coming from San Diego to San Francisco, it's all in California. It's similar, but it's eight hour drive. It feels like two different states being up here versus being down there. Okay. SoCal in San Francisco or the Bay Area, if you mm -hmm. will, definitely two different vibes. I mean, we'll definitely dive into this, but I'm, I'm very intrigued to see the differences that you're going to highlight to us. Yeah, I agree. I think before we dive in, I do have to expose myself here. So one time I was visiting a different California friend. Meg, I think this is was, despicable. Meg, I think <laughs> this is even before you were in college. I don't really remember, but I was like, I maybe mean, I've already shared this on the podcast, but I was like, hey, Tara, let's go up to San Francisco one day while I'm here. And her face just goes absolutely like numb. And she's like, 
oh, well, like that definitely wasn't in the schedule, but like, I can definitely like make that happen. And I'm thinking to myself, geez, not that big of a deal. And she goes, well, mom, it's like an eight hour drive. I was shook. Me and geography have never been friends, but I would love for people to think to themselves right now, did you know that it was that far away? Because I did not. Okay, Austin shaking his head yes. Megan, I feel like you always knew that. But I wonder if like the average Midwesterners like know that. Yeah, I don't feel like they did because when I would tell people back in Ohio, it really seemed like it wasn't ringing any bells there. <laughs> but I... Um, I learned the hard way. I mean, I drove my car from San Diego to San Francisco, but I feel like once I was surrounded by more people from California, you get more of a lay of the land and figure out, oh, they live in the LA area, which is like a two and a half hour, three, three hour drive from San Diego. So before moving out there, I had no idea, but in time. Think about the geography of the Midwest, Mon, you don't have to think about it. We'll give your brain a rest, you know, but I mean, cities are you know typically like the next like major cities like maybe like three hours away like max if you live in the great state of ohio you know you got like two hour splits between everything you know if you want to get real technical like chicago is like five and a half hours from columbus or whatever but the eight hour span from san francisco to is that is that san fran to san diego because san diego like you said three hours maybe just depending from LA even yeah San Diego to San Francisco is about eight hours and I mean truly I will say as you pointed out one of the things I do miss about the Midwest would be like oh you can drive to Chicago from Cincinnati in four and a half five hours which is cool to be able to go to another city like that I mean I guess you're going to other cities in California but you're never leaving the state yeah yeah okay so now now that we're throwing all this geography at me which Ooh, don't love that, but I am learning, which is good for me. Like, Meg, could you give us the stereotypes of your typical LA person? And like, I understand that there's different parts of LA, like there's Orange County, then there's actually like LA, LA. So like, there's different vibes, but like, what would you say overall is like an LA personality versus like a San Francisco personality? And maybe like, where are you on that spectrum? Yeah, I I feel like a lot of the people in San Francisco are transplants, so they aren't necessarily from here. I mean, my roommate is from the suburbs of San Francisco, so I can kind of see what she's like, and she differs greatly from people from LA, just not the similar (laughs) vibe at all. But it's funny, I had a lot of friends at school from LA, so it's a little bit of all they know is California. So now both of my parents live in Florida on opposite sides and so I'll say I'm going to Florida and they have never been before so they don't know what it's like there um some have but a lot haven't because if you're in California you vacation in Hawaii because it's easier to get to Hawaii than Florida sometimes but I'll give you like an example from someone from an LA from LA has said to me they'll ask where I'm from and I'll say oh I'm from Ohio and they go, oh, I have a cousin in Wisconsin. And I'll be like, that that's just not the same state. <laughs> Literally 12-hour drive, like minimum, depending. 
<laughs> but that's how they try to relate because they don't know. They probably, I mean, they can't place Ohio on a map. Right. So they figure it's just one of those, you know, flyover states. Like, oh, I have a cousin from Wisconsin. I'm, it's not the same. And so in that situation, like, I'm such like a get out of the awkward conversation ASAP. I would be like, yeah, yeah, that's that's where it is. But you, I feel like, are the type that would correct the person in the moment. Like, very kindly, but you'd be like, yeah, no, it's actually not. Yeah, I, I'll say, like, yeah, no, I've actually never been to Wisconsin. <laughs> like, now, like, say a Michigan or, like, a Pennsylvania, like, that makes sense. Like, you know, bordering states. But, I mean, there are literally two states in between us and Wisconsin. I mean, yeah. no hate to Wisconsin. Love, love that state. But I mean, geez, come on, give us some respect. <laughs> you would, you would be shocked, and like, and it's also too if you say you're from Ohio, and they say, "Oh, my roommate's from Ohio," and you're you ask what part, they're like, "Oh, I have no idea." It's huh. just <laughs> to them, it's all it's all just one state, one place. It's literally a blob on the map. Could not yeah. tell you any city where like the major highway is. I mean, yeah. One of my favorite things about the West Coast or like even just the Western part of the United States is that they call highways the number. Like they're like hopping on the 10, the 405. And I think that's like, why are you saying that? Like it's I, like I-405 or like, you know, whatever. I think that's hilarious. Well, Austin, I'll even correct you there. They don't even call them highways. They call them freeways. So that's another thing that I have to remember that I'll have to correct myself being like, oh, we're getting on the highway and freeway. Yeah. <laughs> they, my friends have asked me here, what's a highway? So, yeah. <laughs> so like, we all just like looked at each other dumbfounded. Like, is there actually a difference between a highway and a freeway? No, they're the same thing. I someone would probably argue that there's a difference, but I don't. I don't know. I feel like Austin's about to argue that there's a difference. I think technically a freeway has more than two lanes. And there it's it like is. the technical like thing, but like. No, I think that is right. Because like I don't know, um, like at some point, like, nobody really cares about Highway 71, but at some point it's two lanes. But right. like literally. Uh, like 275 has like three, four lanes at some point, or I'm sure what so, is like, what is it like eight lane freeways, like on like the 405 or whatever? Yeah, I'm not sure exactly which highway or freeway. Sorry, that's <laughs> LA. You're, but, I don't know. No, I don't know the, the belt around the Bay Area. I don't know. Which yeah. And then the one is along the coast, which is the famous route, you know, on Big Sur across the Bixby Bridge. Yes. My little eyes, baby. Don't exactly. get it twisted. Um, well, I'm pretty sure five people just stopped listening on our conversation about freeway. So let's transition. <laughs> um, I, okay, my perception of people who live in San Francisco is like, I'm getting more like, sure, you're going to have your trendy people, but my vibe is like almost, and Meg, you would know this since you have a lot of family um, in New England area. I'm almost feeling like similar vibes of like, like a lot of money, kind of preppy. Um, I mean, like not snobby, but like, that's the only word I can use. Like, is that true or no? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the staple 
fit out here is Patagonia jackets <laughs> and Vejas or, you know, other yes. shoes like that in that similar category. A lot of hokas, a lot of on clouds, that sort of vibe. But yeah, I would say the Northern California definitely reminds me more of the East Coast, which I appreciate about it. And just being in San Francisco, it's a city because it's condensed and you can, you know, I can walk to a lot of places within 15, 20 minutes, take the bus to work in the financial district. But I think LA is very spread out. It's not really a condensed spot in San Diego. Um, So San Francisco feels to me like the only real city in California, but yeah, it reminds me of Boston and New York. Obviously not as intense as New York. Um, Definitely still more laid back because it is the West Coast. But yeah, I definitely think people are preppier and it's either because they literally are from the East Coast, a lot of people from New York and Connecticut. Right. Or that that's just the San Francisco vibe. That's the San Francisco way. So like, to me, I would say San Diego vibes are maybe like in between, like we've discussed both the extremes. Like, would you say that's true? Maybe like a more temperate of the two? Yeah, San Diego is definitely a lot more casual and relaxed, I would say. Up here, people definitely are fashionable and San Diego feels a lot more like a vacation spot yeah and up here does people here you know there's more hustle and bustle and you can tell people live and work here in San Diego I could never tell what day of the week it was because it all looked the same <laughs> everyone's just vibing out you know walk, yeah. let's go down to the beach it's literally 75 all year round which is exactly I mean I'd kill for it exactly it's, I just cleaned off like three feet of snow on my car earlier don't even today. talk about it don't even talk about it I can't it's embarrassing. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Haven't had to deal with that in a while. <laughs> it's fine. We're working on it. So, okay, Megan, would you say that there is a vibe that you prefer? Like, it's it's hard to think about San Diego and not just automatically maybe love it more because that's like college and all your college friends and like, you know, all of your really good memories and just like knowing the San Diego area where you went to school, like the back of your hand, like that's just like good nostalgia. But would you say, like, would you rather adult, maybe it's a better question, would you rather adult in San Diego or San Francisco now that you've really lived in both? Yeah, I, after I went to back to San Diego in October for the first time, um, I came back here and I was really happy with the decision I made to move. So I think it was really telling of where I saw myself better in adult life. Right. Just like I said before, that you can tell people, it feels like a lot of young adults live here and that they're all working and sort of on the same schedule, which is comforting in a way. Yeah. Um, but San Diego, yeah, it's so spread out. And I do miss my friends and the memories I have there, but I think they're good memories to leave in college and then make mm-hmm. my memories somewhere else after. So yeah. this is something that I've always wondered about adulting on the West Coast. Do you guys kind of operate on like that time zone or do you kind of like fluctuate with like what's going on, you know, East Coast time or whatever? Because I've heard so, conflicting things. Yeah, my job doesn't necessarily require that I would follow East Coast time, but I've heard from people in investment banking and finance careers that sometimes they have to follow the stock market like when the stock market opens at 
whatever time it opens in the morning, they have to get up at four in the morning and oh. be prepared for it. But I don't have as an intense job as that. So I usually am following West Coast time. There's very rare occurrences where I have to follow East Coast time. But for the most part, I'm on West Coast, so it's good. But it does make you think about it, like, down the road. I'm like, do I really want to stay in this time zone or do I want to venture back? <laughs> I think that every time that I've visited California, I always love that I'm behind because it feels like I have extra time in the day and everybody else is, like, everyone else sucks. Like, I'm, I'm living the best time zone. I don't know. Maybe a happy medium is, like, an Arizona, Colorado to – two hours behind instead of three. I don't know. Yeah. And it gets interesting with watching like sports games and things like that. So an eight fifteen game is really five fifteen here. Yeah. And it's either good or bad, depending on what you're looking for. Cause like when football starts at one o'clock on a Sunday, it's 10 AM here. So then I'm like, Whoa, waking up and there's a game <laughs> on TV, but I don't know. That's just another side note about the time difference. It's interesting. Yeah. Are you a big sports person? Personally? She just revealed herself. I did. And I don't even want to reveal which team I root for because that would be self-deprecating, but it's the Patriots. <laughs> I respect it though. I mean, Hey, you've had a great, great life as a Patriots fan. I mean, you've, you've witnessed nine Super Bowls, six victories. I mean, I'm a Bengals fan. We just got our first playoff win in 31 years. Yeah. Literally my, I can die happy now. I survived the drought. I mean, they don't even need to win again. They don't even need to win again. Well, I mean, it'd be nice, but I'm definitely not expecting it. That's for sure. (laughs) I mean, when I say that Megan was like, I mean this, I know I'm a very dramatic person and add a lot of crap to stories. But when I say Megan was genuinely bullied in high school for liking the Patriots, like that is not, that's I don't don't doubt that for a second, especially in the town of Cincinnati. You know, if you don't live in like a major sports city, like with a team, like you can maybe get away with it Mm -hmm. or it's like, yeah, my dad always rooted for them or like whatever, like, you know, whatever. Zero mercy. It was like, you could really like any other team, like people on Mason and Cincinnati, like some people really love the Steelers, which is controversial as well, but more accepted. I mean, Meg, you went through a lot. It, it was tough to be completely honest too. My mom would let us skip school the next day if the Patriots lost. So that, that, that way it gave everyone a day for it to like blow over. So then on Tuesday, no one would talk about it. Mom of the year. Let's go. We wouldn't go. because you we just operate on like whether our sports teams win or lose? Kind of like request off work, like get sick time or whatever. Yeah, I'm not feeling well, like in quotes. But yeah, it was interesting. But I do remember like I was talking about this the other day when we were watching the Patriots game when they played in the uh, played the Falcons. Um, and I was getting not the Falcons. Why is that? Arizona Cardinals. But when they were playing them. I had to turn my phone off for the entire game and then turn it back on at the end. But anyways, thank this you, Mason. Girl, <laughs> this girl got built a thick skin from Mason High School, as we all did. So if you're listening to this and you bullied Megan Pottle, screw you. You aren't on the put a cork in this podcast. Off. <laughs> now we're bullying. Need okay. <laughs> okay, Meg, this is a question that everyone's dying to know, which I feel like you aren't going to be able to answer for a lot of different variables like you can't answer it to its full extent probably but like let's talk about the dating scene between 
the Midwest and like the West Coast, which let's put, let's throw out some variables here. Megan was in high school when she was in Ohio. So that's, that's a different, you know, vibe, obviously. But like, could you tell a difference between like a Midwestern dude and, and like a West Coast dude, or even like you could tell if it was a Midwestern dude living in California, like that, like was a whole thing you could detect right away. Somehow I knew this question was coming from you, but um, (laughs) I think you can tell for sure. Um, And to be completely honest, I feel like I am more attracted to someone not from California. um, (laughs) I've lived in Massachusetts and Ohio and then San Diego and San Francisco. So I feel like I've had a lot of different experiences and a lot of different cultures, I mean, within the U.S., but um still sometimes when there's someone who's only lived in California their entire life that's all they know um and they seem a, a little bit more closed-minded than uh-huh. like them to be so like when I meet someone out here from Ohio it's more intriguing to be like talking about your experiences moving from a different state that's farther away to a city on the west coast yeah I feel like more to talk about and it makes you kind of feel like you're in this a similar position of having those different experiences that you wouldn't have had if you stayed where you were from originally yeah that's a good answer and I think that's true of a lot of my California friends of they've never really been out of California unless it was like international so a lot of the things that I would share about my experiences that I thought were normal like they couldn't even wrap their heads around And it it just was like, sometimes honestly, like hard to relate on things. And Mm -hmm. I think when it, when it comes to the men, obviously I didn't go to college in California. So this is probably not 100% accurate, but I feel like every time I've been to California, guys are not wearing like sweatpants and a sweatshirt or like, like, I don't know, like basketball shorts and a dry fit shirt. I feel like they're always just looking at least like a very athleisure vibe if anything and there's just effort put into the ensemble which I just respect and I roast Austin for his fashion choices all the time but like is that like kind of true or am I so oversimplifying that I think where you've been for the most part yes like in the experiences that you've had definitely up here sometimes I feel like it's a good mix I mean, if you're out in the morning getting coffee, you see sweatpants and sweatshirts and that whole scene. Um, But I think in LA, it's definitely more you put on a nice outfit to go outside for the day. Whereas, you know, in the Midwest, we didn't really think like that. I mean, (laughs) I didn't try that hard. No. I mean, just imagine the weather. I mean, like, imagine like not having to worry about like freezing your tail off every time you go outside in December. I mean, yeah. What, how, how cold does it get in San Francisco? Like forties, fifties, maybe. Yeah. Forties for sure. Now it's like, it feels like it's already getting warmer again. Today is 60, but yeah, to your point. Yes. Not that cold. You are in like that perfect, like pants and a t-shirt like that is just that is the the weather where you can when personally like as a male like I can dress like 
the best and like feel good about myself. Wow. Sounds like you may need to pick up and move, my friend. <laughs> I love this state too much. Come on. Oh now. gosh. Not the <laughs> not, I'm not close-minded, but I kind of am. Not the 614 <laughs> love story. Um, okay. And Meg, I this is like a selfish question. Well, actually, I'm gonna expose you for a second. Megan at like a work lunch or something saw Sam Smith at the restaurant, which is like incredible. Oh, it was insane. I was sitting at this, I was at a work lunch, meeting this team member up from LA, hadn't met her before. And I'm, he's in my direct line of sight the entire time. And I said to one of my coworkers, I said, call me crazy, but I think that's Sam Smith right there. And they go, "Mm, he looks a little bit heavier. And I was like, yeah, but COVID, you never know. Like, (laughs) COVID-15, you know, it happens to all of us. Exactly. He's not touring. Yeah, no one's really seen him out in the world. And so I was like, I swear to God, it's him. He's with two people. And then I saw someone kept going up and talking to him and standing close by. And I was like, that's a security guard. And then I saw this car pull around, an SUV, and he went and got his jacket out of it and then came back and sat down. And I was staring for, I swear, three hours, but I felt like I couldn't go run over and get a picture with him because I was at a work lunch and I was trying to be professional. Like 22 year old there. Like I was the youngest. Oh, Meg. Tough. Everyone else is probably like, who, who was that? I know. I said it to my boss. I was like, you know, Sam Smith. And he goes, yeah, I was like, that's him. (laughs) He wasn't as excited as I was. Like that, that is what I want my life to be. It's just spotting. You know, like I want to see David Dobrik riding around his Tesla. I want to see Justin Bieber on a stroll with Haley. Like these are the things I want to see. Now, this leads me to my other question. Are you seeing like a lot of YouTubers, people carrying around those cameras? Like, I feel like San Francisco wouldn't be the really that spot for that, but I don't know. No, I feel like I don't see that ever. Um, And Sam Smith was my first famous person sighting for sure. And he was really just like casually out having a few beers with some friends, like didn't really seem like he was in a... (laughs) spot to be you know I don't know touring or whatever but yeah I don't see that as much here I really think people would maybe frown upon it a little bit <laughs> if they saw that out and about oh, well. I think San Francisco of- doesn't mess around no a you mom go to work you go come home does. and you do whatever <laughs> yeah yeah dude like a mom in her like bougie like tall boots and a Patagonia sweater slap that camera out of your hand and say sweetie I'm trying to enjoy my $8 latte and you will not take that experience away from me. That's what I envision. Yeah, no, I I don't think you're wrong. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This Um, is incredible. I know. I mean, it's just, it is literally a different world. Austin is like, he's loving this more than I thought he would. It's kind of amazing. Well, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, you, you get people that completely like turn their life upside down and move literally across the country, like stuff that people write movies and TV shows about. And, you know, to talk to somebody in their experience, you know, as a fellow Midwesterner, I, use, I appreciate it. Even though she's from Boston originally is what it sounds like, you know, yeah. I respect it. I, I deeply respect it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, it, it does give you a different lens that I don't think you would pick up on if you're from here, which is why it's little bit more interesting but I mean and not that like your experience moving was 
Perfect. And also like Megan moved to California at a very vulnerable time. Like your freshman year of college, you could not have paid me enough to like move at that time in my life. I mean, I was a hashtag mess and she really did it very, I mean, Megan's always been one of the most independent people I've ever met in my life. I would say her and Sam DeGroft rival each other in that category, <laughs> um, but they are both so independent. And so I knew Megan was going to be fine, but like when I say someone started thriving the second they stepped on the Pacific soil, I mean, she did. This girl was just like making friends and getting used to the lifestyle right away. So be warned, viewer, not all can be like Megan, but maybe maybe some of you can. <laughs> I have one final question before we wrap up here. You were talking about how like, you know, a lot of transplants. I hate that word transplant. I would get so offended if somebody called me that. That's not my question. But like, was <laughs> what was the moment? What was like the moment where you just like outed yourself as like a not a California person? Like, can you like pick out a time where it's like, oh, Ooh. literally nobody knows what I'm talking about here. Like, I'm totally the fish out of water. That's a good question. I wonder if you would have an answer, Meg. That is a good question. I mean, I feel like I've had times where I've showed my Ohio license and people are like, oh, this is the first one I've seen. Um, <laughs> and that that's an interesting uh, situation to be a part of. But I remember there was one time I was talking about something and maybe this is just a me thing, but you guys can uh, figure out if this is an Ohio. We got thing. your back. Don't worry. Okay. Thank you. Um, but I was talking about how, whenever I went over to friends' houses growing up, I would take off my shoes as soon as I walked in the door. And I've talked about this with someone else from the Midwest before that they were saying, anytime I go over to someone's house, you just like take off your shoes. You don't even think about it. And you'd see all the shoes by the door. So you already know who showed up at the house. You can tell Correct. by the shoes that are yeah. there. And then here, no one takes off their shoes. And like, I was talking about it and to people from here and they were like what are you talking about why would we take off our shoes to go into someone's house yeah wait that's weird I now I'm like racking my brain and it is an instinct like the second I walk into someone's house I don't know I'm like immediately shoes on shoes off what is everyone else doing so I guess in California you just say screw that shoes are on I'm gonna show off my Gucci loafers and that's it yeah exactly I mean, someone is working real hard to keep this house clean. And oh my gosh, can you hear? My mom is literally vacuuming right outside my door. No, I can't, I can't hear it, but that is so funny. Okay, it's okay. Right on cue. But <laughs> literally, actually, you walk, like, it's just like, I don't know. It's like if you walked in with your shoes on, like, someone would be like, what are you doing? Like, go take off your shoes, oh dude. God. Like, exactly. It was kind of just universal here. Yeah. You get ridiculed for it. But I mean, sorry, that was just a very random story that oh. I had to tell and no one knew what I was talking about. So that's tough. That's actually really tough. Well, <laughs> I guess if you outed yourself in being a polite person who takes their shoes off when you enter someone's home, you know, that just fits the Midwestern vibe. I got to say. <laughs> I feel like I would say something like go to a party and be like, Hey, yo, you guys, you guys think someone made like Buckeyes for dessert and like not realize it. And everyone would be like, what the, like, what do what you mean? <laughs> now, yeah. now Megan has to bring Buckeyes wherever she goes next. 
Oh, that's actually, that would be cute, but also kind of cringy. They'd be like, what is this? <laughs> Everyone would be, yeah, very confused for sure. I think that would look really gross to someone who doesn't know what it is. Like, just think about it. Chocolate and peanut butter, I mean. Okay, but it doesn't like, look like that. Okay, we're stopping this conversation. Okay, this is a perfect time. <laughs> this is a perfect time for what's in the queue for you. What a seamless um, transition that was. Um, I, I feel like I'm still marinating. Um, Megan will go last, but Austin, I may need you to go first. I can definitely go first. And, you know, right. just Meg, to give you the rundown. This could be a short-term thing, could be, you know, something as simple as like, I'm going to my favorite restaurant this weekend and it's going to be awesome. Or it's like, you know, started seeing this guy, it's going really well. I mean, not to put any pressure, but I'm just saying <laughs> it could be anything, but, you know, think about oh. it. We'll come to you last, obviously save the best for last. So what is in the queue for me? Um, great question. I think the thing that I'm most looking forward to in the near future is I just requested a Friday off work for no reason. Like not this coming, not the day this comes out, but the following week after. And just like kind of glad to have a day off. Like, yeah, I don't really take a lot of sick time as it is. So this is kind of like my first, like, I don't have a vacation plan. Like I'm not doing anything on this day off, but just so you know, mental health day, take a break from the computer type thing very excited about that gorgeous we are happy for you megan and i are nodding just absolutely over the moon i'm like pto queen i'm taking days off left right everywhere up down (laughs) so to me it's a little shocking to hear you say that but anywho um well by the time this podcast comes out i will be 24 years old older than um And I think this is going to be like probably the most serious what's in the queue I've ever had. I think there's like a lot of things about my life that like not necessarily habits, but just things that I want to be norms for the rest of my life. And I feel like I should probably start them now. Um, So, you know, just like ready to start my 24th year of life, start some new things, you know, maybe bring back some old um so I'll keep everyone updated maybe I'll do like a release of like my new 24 um activity and everyone can vote a yay or nay like stay I'm, tuned yeah stay, stay tuned, tuned. I mean it's not gonna be anything like super exciting like cow tipping or <laughs> that's a horrible example Monica needs to staple in cow tipping for the rest of her life you heard it here first if that was not the most Midwest thing I <laughs> Megan is just shaking her head at this belief your, your Midwest is showing in that comment <laughs> I am like so mortified okay Meg please give us something more intriguing than that goodness um what do I have going on in the queue um I feel like nothing crazy in the short term this week but I did recently in the past couple of weeks start training for a half marathon. Yes. So yeah, that's exciting for me, I think, because I've never done one before. And I figured I just, I was just in that stagnant stage of, you know, post-college working where I just needed like a goal to set for myself mm-hmm. to work towards. And since I've been running a decent amount, I figured that was one to do just to like have somewhere, some sort of goal to get to. So I'm going to do that. I'm actually doing it in San Diego, which will be fun to go down there, see my friends, 
um, gives me more of a reason to go down there and hopefully have that be a goal accomplished. Wow. Awesome. Maybe we should just mess around and buy some tickets to go support Megan. Please. I mean, I've literally never been to California and I've always wanted to go. Wow. So. Okay. It's happening. Megan, can you imagine at the finish line, like me and Austin, I'm like with a microphone, like ready to interview (laughs) you afterwards. We're live on the podcast now. Go. Megan's the like first dying ever the live ground. edition of Put a Cork in It. We're going to have a breathless Megan Pottle, you know, after fresh out of half marathon. It's going to be some great content. I would love that. Instagram live, the whole thing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Stay tuned, everyone. This may happen. Um, <laughs> now, before we get any other good ideas, we'll wrap this up with one where you can follow us, which is put a cork in it official on the IG. Um, but Meg, where can the people find you? I mean, where would you want them to find you? What what type of handles do you have nowadays? Um, my favorite social media is probably LinkedIn. So that Let's is go. just my name. Straight then, young professional. I love it. <laughs> I love corporate America. Um, <laughs> no, don't mean that. But my Instagram, sadly, still is at megp1999 it is so with that you know exactly the year she was born which is frightening but also good information for those who are maybe wanting to date you it's a great year great year i mean i can't change it now you guys are barely 90s you are like not any more 90s than we are Yes, huh? I'm, I'm basically 97. Basically? <laughs> All right. So no, your, your birthday is 98, so no, relax. No one come for me, okay? I'm done. Um, we love well, you all. We I love- I say this. I do kind of want to ask people if, I mean, we did talk about Instagram Live. I mean, that's totally something I would do. Maybe a live Q&A. Maybe we should do that on the Instagram. On. A live Q&A. That would be fun. Wow. Guys, hit us up if that's something you'd be interested in. I'd totally be down. Megan's like, this is a horrible idea, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> no, I think it's a great idea. I'll tell oh. you <laughs> Megan will great. tune in. Maybe with a three-hour difference, she'll be on her lunch break. She'll see another celebrity, yeah. and then she'll join in. Perfect. You know, I was about to yell at you for messing up my um, outro, but that was a really good idea. And I'm glad you mentioned it. So now officially, we love you all, Megan. We love you, even though you live in the West Coast. Um, Austin, we hope your dream gets fulfilled to go to the West Coast. Um, And I hope everyone has a great weekend. And we'll see you next Friday with an amazing guest. Adios.